Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 28. Legend has it. Or Z is for Zelda. Not Zelda Fitzgerald, but... Hopefully this music pops through. I am a huge fan of dubstep, just like our good friend uh, Wade Wilson or Deadpool. And today, I'm going to talk all about Zelda. Okay, that's way too loud. I'm going to talk all about Zelda, The Legend of Zelda. One of uh, the greatest games, game contents that has been created out there. So, let's hit pause. And that it didn't even hit the dubstep, so we just got 8-bit. All right, so a little bit about Legends of Zelda. Let's talk about it. And again, uh, during this time, I want to throw out just a few uh, reminders of remember always if you have an opportunity to help a local business, local game stores. Uh, I do know some local game stores are shipping versus having to go do curbside pickup, etc. cetera. Uh, always helpful. Uh, indie games, if you like indie games, pick up an indie game, play some indie games, stuff like that. Um, help your small businesses around. If you have first responders, you know, first responders, please help them buy them some tacos on taco Tuesday. That will be tomorrow. Cause today is may the 4th and yes, may the 4th is with me uh, and may it be with you as well, but make sure you get out there and, and do some help and help folks, especially our good friends at Wikipedia uh, help them out uh, because I am sure people are Wikipedia and the daylights out of stuff right now. Uh, I did for Legend of Zelda and, because there is a lot to read. I went to the Nintendo site and everything. So let's talk a little bit. Legend of Zelda, it's an action-adventure video game franchise developed by, and I apologize to both these gentlemen, Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. And I probably said both of their names incorrect. I apologize. Um, it was developed and again published by Nintendo. Although some were uh, some of the portable installments, and if they've had re-releases, have been either done by Capcom, Vampool, Grezzo. Um, so, but this develops a action adventure with RPG level. Now, if you don't know who Zelda is, uh, then that's okay. It's perfectly fine. It's she's she's been around forever, and we're going to talk a little bit about you know the the folks that are involved, the history, some of the gaming. Um, this could have been a two to four podcast. I did pare it down quite a bit. All right. So in Legend of Zelda, you're going to play a character called Link. And Link is, if for all purposes, tenses, the main protagonist. He's the player you're going to play. Uh, he's very cute. He has a little green outfit and a shield and a little hat. I shouldn't say cute because he may be kind of, you know, he's kind of tough too. We'll say that. Um, but I've seen a lot of cosplay of Link, which is cool. And Link is often trying to rescue Princess Zelda, Legend of Zelda. And they live in a kingdom of Hyrule from a guy or creature named, and he's trying to rescue her from a person named, a uh, creature, evil warlord, demon, uh, antagonist named Ganon. So there, there are other, uh, you know, antagonists and things out there. Um, the plot of most of the Zelda games, because there's a lot, are usually revolving, revolving around the Triforce. And the Triforce is kind of a relic that represents courage, wisdom, and power. Who doesn't love a good game like that? Wow, it sounds like Superman may have had some influence here. Maybe not. Uh, but, you know, and each time you're trying to uh, really get those 
pieces together that can develop some omnipotent attack. And so you can beat Ganon. Um, the game was originally released in 1986. It has 19 versions again of it. And I think there is about a 20th coming through kind of soon. Okay. So we've heard a little bit about who it is, what it is. There you go. Now, Link, obviously, he is out there. Like I said, you're going to see a lot of Link out there. If you see someone that has like a green hat, a shield, and a sword, or a bow and arrow, and a green outfit in uh, any popular culture, it's probably Link. Link's been out there forever. Um, and Link doesn't talk a lot. That's the one thing I will say. Usually you play Link. He doesn't talk a lot. Most people tell him stuff and he does like a dot, 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 or he does a grunt or something like that, um, which actually is okay because I, I play games and you have the talking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's like a tennis game sometimes. Um, so normally, you know, he doesn't. And Leek has a horse named Epona, E-P-O-N-A. Now, of course, because he's a good guy, he has to have a horse, right? You know, Lone Ranger... Lots of people have horses. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a, horses are, are shown up, in, and in some of the games, you can actually ride or name your horses. We'll talk about that. Now, we also, again, like I said, talked about Princess Zelda. And, you know, she basically helps Link out, or she gives him advice, or she's usually trying to be, you know, you're having to save her. Um, but it's a very supporting role in, in games, and, and especially the battle. And she has magical powers. And then you have Ganon, also known as Ganondorf, uh, which, of course, you know, and he's not like Dorf on golf. So don't, you know, that's a Tim Conway shout out. I miss him or miss him. He's been gone for a little while this year. He's so fantastic. Maybe crack up. But Ganondorf is, you know, the, he was a leader of a group of people uh, in a place called Gerudo, which if you've played the games, you've been to Gerudo, maybe, maybe not. Um, and usually there, he's a guy in a place where the, the environment is mainly female warriors. So maybe he didn't feel like he was good enough and he came back and he's been mean and he's been tough. He's trying to get the Triforce. Um, additional, you're going to have, you know, it's not just like Ganon is his own guy. You have guys called the Yiga clan. You have Majora, you have nightmares that are all after Princess Zelda or Link, etc. Um, or Master Koga. Those are those are some of the folks who are like additional kind of folks that are on the, the bad side. On the good side, you do have some friends. You have actually these giant great fairies, which are kind of cool. Uh, you have a dude named Beetle. Beetle is awesome. He is hilarious. He makes me laugh a lot. You have, you know, you have a postman, and then you have a lot of other folks that get involved. And those are folks that help link out and may make the game a little better or tell you stuff about it. Now, Legend of Zelda or Zelda or all the Zelda franchise exist in a place called Hyrule. And Hyrule is very much like a Western European kind of fantasy world. Uh, it has a large history, deep history, I should say. It's because large would be kind of big, but there's a deeper history and a wide geography. Now that's on Wikipedia and I thought that was fantastic. And then I went and tried to paraphrase it. I'm bad. Uh, over the series, you know, and many, many releases. And in fact, you know, early on, is very 8-bit on the Nintendo. Well, we'll, you know, the original Nintendo console. And we'll talk about that to the point now where it's just in depth and it's huge. And it's kind of really amazing. It's got a great amount of lore with it. You know, the backstory of, you know, Hyrule was revealed in one of the games. And actually, it's called A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. 
uh, The Windwalker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, and A Link Between Worlds. And, you know, Hyrule basically is a place where people uh, are elf-like humanoids, and they're called Hylians. And, you know, this would include Link uh, and Zelda, but there's other characters that are in there too that you may talk to as you go through. Uh, you know, I said earlier, the Gerudo that are out there. There are several other types of people that are out there. And then there's, you know, several other types of kind of like baddies, which may not have like high, you know, high and mighty names, but they have different kind of, um, I think it's like Bob Clins. Bobkins uh, is is one of the kind of the groups of people that are always trying to beat up Link, um, and they kind of look uh, weirdly enough. If you ever saw the movie The Swamp Thing back in the eighties, they look like there was one kind of bad, uh, heavier set, greedy kind of guy, and he turned into like a piglet, piggish guy with big ears, and they kind of look like that guy. I don't know why I brought that up, but it just reminds me of that. And I love the movie Swamp Thing, so. Who doesn't love the movie Swamp Thing? Fantastic movie. Go rent that. Watch it. Find it somewhere. Anywho, you have all these folks that live this. And then, you know, in the in this world, and then like this, I said, the setting is usually everybody's going after the Triforce or trying to get this power, courage, and wisdom, and then they can fight each other. And hopefully Link and Zelda win. Yay. Um, if you've beaten the game of Zelda, it is always a really kind of fun moment because it does take a little bit of energy and time to beat that game. So you spend a lot of time into it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the chronology. There's 19 games, so I am not going to spend the end of the day here on this. But, you know, like I said, the uh, chronology actually, and this, let me let me rephrase this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I am going to kind of give you a heads up that up until, you know, like I said, this game came out in 1986. There really wasn't a chronology up until December of 2011. And, you know, Le Legend of Zelda had a ton of debate. People were always wondering, talking back and forth, you know, which game came first, which best. But the Hyrule Historia Collector's Book was released in Japan in December of 2011. Now, Prior to this, everybody had theories. There were producers had talked about confidential documents. You know, there were materials out there, statements coming from developers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, that came and said that, hey, this game started before that. Now, I found that there was a ton of information. I was going to go into speculation a little bit. I thought that would be fun. But, you know, at Coast to Coast uh, Radio, which is still alive and well, uh, if you're in the Seattle or Pacific Northwest, uh, 97.3 after 10 p.m. If you're trying to get the news, you got to go to another station. But uh, it is kind of interesting to assume all that. But before that, the, you know, the chronology started out with one game, but then it actually broke into three different, and I'm doing air quotes with this, alternative routes. One where Link doesn't beat Ganon in one of the games. Um, basically, this imprisons and he's got to go back and go through that. Um, obviously, you have one where he's in adulthood and one with childhood that goes in there. Um, but you can see it. Now, if you want to go out to Nintendo of America, you can see the timeline, which is on the official website. So, Nintendo.com and then just... Legend of Zelda, ta-da. Um, if you want to go to Wikipedia, there's a cool little uh, little like document. like you know, It's almost like 
you know, boom, 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 going in chronology that, you know, shows exactly kind of what we're talking about there, where the hero is defeated, the hero is victorious, and he's victorious as a kid or an adult. So really the chronology goes that. And it is kind of fun. Um, what's kind of cool is in the game, I'm going to talk about two of the Zeldas in games, but Breath of the Wild, which is one of the games, uh, takes, pe- you know, takes a very long time. I think it's 10,000 years or a hundred years, maybe it's a hundred years past the last time. So makes it pretty cool. All right. So let's do a little history lesson because if your kids aren't in school, why not learn something about legend of Zelda? I am sure that beats the, uh, well, probably doesn't beat much, but you know, in case it does, uh, you know, but basically the, the first game released in Japan, February 21st, 1986. Uh, what makes me kind of chuckle about this is I was a junior in high school and I remember my brother who is 10 years younger than me getting his Nintendo and begging my mom to let me get a copy of that. And then my brother not letting me play. So I would go to my friend's house and play Zelda at his house. Um, and that was not in December. I think it was in some somewhere in 1987 was when we were starting to play it. But it started out on a game system called Famicom. Now, I haven't gone into the history of Famicom. I don't want to go too in-depth on Famicom right now. But it really it was you know released on Famicom first, and then it came out um, and had a lot of success. And there was a way that after you beat it, that you could make it get harder for the game. So in Famicom, you would just save... Uh, you would register and save the game or start the game as called capitals, all caps, Zelda. And it had different dungeons, item placement, you know, tougher things. The second game came out, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, was again released on the Famicom system and then on Nintendo's entertainment system. So the original NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, um, in 1988. Now, the game really got a top-down perspective. So when you're looking at it, you're seeing your little guy like from the top, you're seeing your character in a two-dimensional perspective. Um, Really, you know, people started loving it. It had RPG elements in it. It was fun that you could like, you know, you got an enemy and you maybe got experience or you got it, you won something and you got an extra level of health. What's really kind of cool about Zelda and Zelda 2 where they were released in gold colored cartridges. So they were totally different than like the gray cartridges everybody got. Um, and, you know, during after they were re-released a few times, they went to the gray cartridges. So that was Zelda in the 80s. Zelda's in the 90s. So four years later, The Legend of Zelda Link to Return to the Past came out. In 1991. So you're having about three years between games, which is pretty normal. Plus, Zelda was so spectacularly popular that, you know, why create a new game when you have people buying the existing game? But they prepared. Nintendo did a fantastic job of this, doing from a marketing and preparation uh, as they went through. So in the 90s, the uh, you had the Super NES, and it was, you know, that was the next game was released. And then you had a cartridge called the Four Swords, which was the first multiplayer, you know, Zelda, and worked with the virtual console service. Now, all these console services in the old days were horrible. 
they were tough to get on. They were difficult. But, you know, if you had two or three, you'd have to set up two or three TVs and things like that. So I feel like Stranger Things may do something like a Zelda with everybody bringing their TVs or having their brothers carry the giant TVs over because TVs really were heavy back then, too. We all remember that. All right. After that, we got uh, we, we have sorry, Link's Awakening. And then we got Ocarina of Time, which was the first and I'm doing air quotes again, 3D styled game. So this was really kind of crazy that you have this, you know, five years. So we're thinking we're doing I'm doing air quotes here. We're thinking so, you know, we started in 1991 and then started moving on five years. It took to develop a 3D game, which was really cool. 1998. I am jumping past a few of the games here because, I mean, you guys don't really need a total history lesson. Um, what's kind of interesting is after that, there, you know, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, that's cool or not. And, you know, it was OK. The gameplay, you know, it, it really started out with, uh, you know, the people not figuring out the two, the 3D. And then they really jumped onto it. Ocarina of Time became a lot of fun. Um, it really ranks high on a lot of the list of like best video game here or there. And it was because of this technology, but also content because they changed kind of how you would play. And that's something Zelda's really done. Normally it was like, I'm going to point and click and hit something and then it's going to get a chance to hit me. Now you were able to point, click, do different targeting, change up, you know, the mechanics uh, move more in a 3d pace. All right. So we get on to the 2000 Ocarina times follow-up called Majora's mask was released. Again, the 3D engine. Uh, again, good game. Next two games, Oracle Seasons, Oracle of Ages. You can kind of see where we're going. So I'm going to scan fast, and we're going to go into the 2010s. Uh, and we're going to head out because we got to the 25th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. By releasing Zelda, a Zelda game for all the current consoles called Link's Awakening in 3D. So it was a virtual console, Ocarina of Time for 3D. All of these games were re-released. Really, really kind of fun, cool stuff. Uh, you had a remaster for the GameCube that was out there at that time. And we started seeing we're going into the Wii and playing in the Wii, which was fun because you actually were able to use the Wii and maybe use two controllers to sword fight, etc. In front of the, um, oh, what was it called? It was like the, re the Wii... Oh, I can't remember what that thing was called, but it was like a, it was the Wii's uh, version of like it would measure the controllers and you could move in that. Uh, additionally, we started seeing we're moving into new games of, it, I will just say, let me help think of what I say is very interesting new versions with the Wii U. The Wii U did not do very well. And we were seeing those old games being ported in that, you know, 8-bit being brought forward. So. In 2017, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was released. So we're going to talk about that in a second as well. Breath of the Wild was one of those brand new games. It was huge. It was amazing. It blew people's minds because it became a, you know, the larger space. Okay. So here's a little bit of chronology. Now, Zelda, like everybody else, has had a TV series. So you had... You know, the Legend of Zelda and the Adventure of Link kind of bringing those pieces in. Uh, it was animated. It was on each, basically on each Friday in the 1989s. And, you know, it, it became something similar to like the Mario Brothers cartoon, if you ever watched that. So it kind of worked out. It really went to two seasons. Yay. 
where Zelda has had a ton of success is in print media. Tons of comic books, graphic novels, manga, all built in there. And, you know, you're going to hear some names like Dark Horse Comics has been involved. Valiant Comics have been involved. Um, You know, it's also been kind of weird. They have the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, which is kind of a Zelda art and artifact uh, piece out there. Um, But, you know, this is where it's really taken off. And as you heard before, the music. There have been symphonies, both in Cologne, Germany, and then in 2011, after the 25th anniversary, Nintendo commissioned an original symphony, symphony, not symphony, symphony of the Legend of Zelda. So it was a symphony of goddesses, and it, you know, by fall of 2011, I think it made a bunch of shows, and it was, you know, you can still find it out there. There's also been uh, CDs with orchestral arrangements. Now, unlike a lot of other Nintendo films, and there's been a couple that have been out there, or game films, we can say there's never been a Legend of Zelda film. And the reason behind that is, like everything else, they start talking about it, start talking about it, start talking about it, nothing happens. They do it again, they do it again, they do it again. And then Nintendo also looks back at, oh my gosh, Mario Brothers was horrible. So we don't want another Mario Brothers. Uh, I do expect possibly one day we'll have a Legend of Zelda film. I don't know when it will be, possibly be out there. Now, board games, there are tons of board games with Zelda. There's Monopoly, there's a Clue, there's Uno. You're going to see a bunch of different games out there. Really, really good stuff. All right, so with that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the two games, and I'm going to talk about the original Zelda, and I want to talk about Breath of the Wild. So let's start at the beginning, and let's go to the end. So the original Legend of Zelda was fantastic, because when you started this game, the title screen would talk about oh no, Hyrule's been engulfed by chaos by Ganon, and you need to go save Zelda, and you're running all over the place, and you have three hearts, and you get your butt kicked, and you go back and do it again, and you do it again. And, you know, Link basically, you know, tries to help Zelda, who is surrounded by, you know, Ganon, and you you start seeing some of the earlier characters that you'll actually see in both games, like Impa, um, who try to say, like, hey, go put together the Triforce. The great thing about Zelda was at the time and on consoles, we really didn't have a game like Mario. You'd play and there's a level, level, level and other consoles. You really didn't have a game that said, all right, I'm going to play for a while and save it. And it was an RPG and you built on your character's experience. Um, There is a great book and it's called the Nerdist way by Chris Hardwick. Um, and I like him as a as a author. I actually he doesn't know this, but we actually met at a bowling alley once in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, but you know, listening, I know he's everybody has had all their stuff. But Chris, from a content perspective, is a great person. I don't go into people's personal lives. We've all I've discussed that more than once on this podcast. But uh, he wrote a book about the nerdist way about having experience and building it. And most people who are in my generation, our generation, understand that because of games like Zelda, which took an RPG and it was like a dungeon. So it was a little D&D and then a little bit of RPG, but then there was the cool music and you're saving the princess and it was all sorts of fun. Um, what was also very cool is if you were nerdy like myself at the time, and there's nothing wrong with that, like I said earlier, is after you beat the game, after you beat Ganon, you could play one called the second quest, which made it so much harder. It was really, really hard. Now 
uh, if you knew friends who were playing this and they had more nerdy friends like me, you could have a hack and just put, and I said this earlier, Caps Zelda, and it would start the second second quest and you wouldn't have to beat the game the first time. So if, you know, maybe you, your Nintendo died, you go that way. All right. So this was released, like I said, in 1988. Gold color cartridges. I mean, come on. You're just talking to every in the 80s, a gold cartridge. Dude, totally. I mean, that was rad. And those are all your 80s words for the day. Uh, it, it really, really, really became a huge seller. 6.5 million copies. It's considered, again, like I said, one of the best games, the classic series, you know, top 30 games out there. It, it may be considered one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, you know, best adventure play really all over the place. I mean, it's got, it's won award after award after award. It's in the hall of fame, blah, blah, blah. Zelda was great. Now, if you own a Nintendo Switch or you want to buy an NES or a Nintendo 64, which you can get those things now, but if you have a, a Nintendo Switch and you buy the online, connecting to the online piece, I can't remember what that's called. I bought it and it was like, done. Um, you can actually play Legend of Zelda, which you can go back and live your childhood. Fantastic. Or live your teenage years like me and sit there and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can be like me and we're going to talk about the next game. Go buy Breath of the Wild, which my really good friend Kate Edwards said, you should go buy Kate Breath of the Wild. And when everything started happening with COVID-19 and the pandemic, I went to Target and I was like, I'm going to buy a game because I feel like I'm going to be inside playing games a lot. About Breath of the Wild. So this we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. What's really kind of cool is this game came out in 2017, and it seems so brand new. It is insane. So Breath of the Wild, Link wakes up. It's a, it is 100 years instead of the 10,000 years. Uh, but he wakes up 100 years after Ganon has kind of tried to destroy Hyrule. And Ganon is going to try to do it again. He's taken over uh, the entire space of Hyrule, which is massive. And you can start out by running, which is great, but eventually you get a horse, which you can get multiple horses and there's, you can store the horses or stable them uh, in the game. And what your job is, is to go to say four different areas and you're going to pick up these giant constructs and um, you're going to, as you're going through, you're going to, you know, grab a hold of these contracts within different kind of, um, Oh, what do I want to say? Cultures and spaces. It's almost like going to a little different country. It's like being in Europe and you can go to a country really quick. So you're going to be picking up items as you go along the way. You're going to be fighting little bad guys. Uh, they, they do get harder as you get stronger in the game as well, which is cool. You're going to go to the desert. You're going to go to a volcano. You're going to go to snow-capped mountains. You're going to go to lush forest. You're going to go to rainforest. You actually can go out on the ocean. You can uh, do all sorts of things. Like you can get actually get on a, a raft and go to an island by just firing the raft out. Um, the open-ended gameplay, the stuff you can do, is insane. It's huge. I beat the game. I saved it right before I beat the game. That's a pro tip for everybody. Save it right before you go to fight Ganon because you'll want to go back and find other stuff like these shrines and the shrines give you a little spirit orb. And when you get four of them, you can actually get another heart, which is more health. The RPG is built into it. And what's cool about it, and I found these kind of two engine names, the physics engine lets you kind of approach it 
everything from there's no one way to do things. You can do things multiple ways, which is nuts, right? Because you're not just saying, okay, I got to go down this hallway, fight this guy. And then I get the dungeon. Great. Same thing on the chemistry engine. The chemistry engine allows you to make not only elixirs, but food, get clothing to deal with heat and cold and volcano. And if you have, you're in a rainstorm and you've got something metal on, zap, you'll get a lightning. Really, really, really fun thing. The other part is you have what's called the Sheikah Slate, which gives you a bomb, which gives you a magnetics, which allows you to stop time on certain objects, which also allows you to um, freeze ice and create pillars and things like that, as well as take pictures. Again, you can take pictures of everything, a sword. Oh, there's this, you know, choo-choo jelly over here. I'm going to get a copy of whatever. Really, really awesome game. And what's great about going through this uh, is that you, again, have these guardians and these deities or guardians that are, if you can conquer them, they'll make it much easier to attack Ganon, and they take you to these great cultures all over the place. Uh, additionally, you're going to see these cool little guys, and they give you, um, I'm trying to think of what their names are, but they give you these little, you know, what they're called, Korok seeds, and they go, yahaha. All right. I love Breath of the Wild. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you're looking for a game to play. If you've played Zelda in the past, play Breath of the Wild. It's beautiful. It's stunning. It can be difficult. It can be easy. You will really enjoy it. Um, this was the, and I like to call it the Speed Zelda podcast, because there is so much on Zelda. But if you've never played Zelda, go play a version. If you've played it a whole bunch then you know, like I do, you're you're enjoying one of the greatest video game franchises out there. I actually think it's above Mario. I know that's a crazy point to leave it on, but with this, I hope you guys are staying safe, and I look forward to our next podcast.